Today's episode is brought to you by the Sounds in Cinema podcast. Everything sequel contains explicit language. And why the fudge not, you melon farmer? Hello and welcome to the Everything Sequel Podcast. This is the Austin Powers edition. We're pitching sequels. My name is Michael Schantz of the How Dare You Awards. Joining me, Pitchmaster himself, Tom Stewart of Lonesome Whistle Productions. What kind of everything soup do you have for us today, Tom? Hands off my hiney, baby. <laughs> That's actually a pretty good barometer of quality. <laughs> not not the direct answer to your question, but no, no, it actually tells you more about my pitch than than my answer would. <laughs> I'm very excited for this particular pitch. Yeah, it's definitely. I mean, the 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 comedy, the spoof comedy sequel pitches uh, uh, fascinating projects because they it seems like seems seems like shooting fish in a barrel mm-hmm. but actually it's deceptively difficult right you have to decide Because in all three of these movies, there are multiple James Bond movies at play. <laughs> you, that's that's a huge yeah. It's you know? like yeah. I suppose I, the precedent, the interesting precedent is then. Well, I suppose it's only really the title, but Goldmember is a specific reference to a particular Bond film, but the movie doesn't really. But it's not based on Goldfinger no. yeah. in any meaningful way. Right. Whereas The Spy Who Shagged Me has a title that references The Spy Who Loved Me, but is mostly Moonraker. <laughs> I, I, I don't know in what context you'll be able to use that again, but mostly Moonraker, <laughs> I think, is great. I guess I guess that's a gonna be a good way of like describing. Like, if you say is you know is you know whatever X science fiction movie good, it's mostly Moonraker. It's mostly Moonraker. Oof! I won't bother then. I'll save my money. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Just a like a, a kind of anecdote of when I did uh, when I did my live commentary of Moonraker. Uh, when people were coming into the uh, the theater, I was sort of greeting them as Roger Moore, and uh, <laughs> I said to the room, um, "Any science fiction fans in the room?" And you know they, they all replied, "Yay!" And I said, "Sorry." <laughs> That's amazing. So there you go. That's good shit. And I, um, while while we're on the subject, I I just say that like whatever I've said about 
these movies and critiquing some of the comic choices, I do want everyone to know that when I was writing my my one-person show, uh, which recaps all the Bond films in an hour... Yes. One one of the the principles of creating that show was if if Austin Powers had done the done a similar joke, I would not go anywhere near that joke. Like I would avoid that joke like the plague. Even if I could do a better version of it, you know, it was out of respect. I would not infringe on the same territory of parody, a Bond parody. All right. I would go for like the exact opposite piece of humor about the same material. That's great. Yeah, because this is the Mac Daddy of, of Bomb parody, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, at least for my generation, for sure. All right, was this uh, easy or hard for you, friend? Both. It kind of it took me a while to, to sort of get over the initial hurdle of, like, where could you possibly go? Mm-hmm. But once I got over that, it sort of. You know, I, I realized that, you know, there are certain things about Bond movies that are kind of already in my consciousness and, and you know, I can kind of pull from them without really, without really, you know, it, it, it's that that's what they said about Michelangelo, you know, carving out of marble. He said that, you know, the sculpture was the, the sculptures in there. I'm just removing the, the pieces Right. Like the extra pieces. That's how I felt doing this. All right. <laughs> After a while, it's like, it's like the the Austin Powers movie is in is already in my mind that I would make is already in my mind. <laughs> I just have to take out the parts that I that I don't want to be there. All right. What about you? I got to tell you. I mean, we are, we both write. Yes. And. I'll go so far as to say we're both writers. <laughs> and, sure. And uh, I'll take it. There is, there is really nothing more delicious than an idea. <laughs> because like you, for a good solid two or three days, I thought, what the fuck am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> I really don't know. I don't have an idea. Which makes me respect Mike Myers even more. Yeah, right. I think. That like he even got to three with these movies. Yeah. But when an idea, like literally, you know, flash bulb above my head came, then I got super excited. <laughs> so let me ask you this question. Yeah. Did the idea or the title come first? Or was it just like it just came into being? It. F- they. They followed closely one after another. So, so right. I think mine did too. Yeah, an initial idea occurred to me, which led to a title, which led to yeah. more ideas, which led to expanding the title. Oh, there you go. That really is. Yeah. That really is a symbiotic relationship. Yeah. Mine is not as complicated as that. All right, let's let's hear you. I don't know. I th- you're the Bond man here. I feel like we uh, should hear you first. And I feel like I'm also, uh, you know, way in danger of, God, I hope we are. We don't have any similar ideas. 
I suspect not. <laughs> is that because it, so- is it that sounds how it sounds batshit crazy your idea is? No, because it sounds like you've gone through like a like a normal writer process, where you know I I I'm I've worked back from the title. No surprise there. Okay. Well, do you? It was. Yeah. I mean, do you want me to go first, or do you want to? Yeah, I do want you. I do want you to go first, actually. Yeah. All right. This is my title. Okay. Austin Powers in Die in the Eye Some Other Day. All right. <laughs> That's my title. Die in the Eye Some Other Day. Yes. Okay. I was confronted with the fact that I wanted to combine elements from a lot of different things, but from certainly I'm going to be borrowing from Goldeneye, <laughs> which is a problem. And, and why not? Well, yeah, which is a problem, though, when the previous movie was called Gold Member in yeah. terms of titles. So I can't do Goldeneye, Goldeneye again. I almost put Austin Powers in Die in the Diamond Eye some other day, but... They might not get that on posters. Right. I guess the spy who shagged me is pretty unwieldy. True. So, all right. My movie opens, a cold open, of course. (laughs) Expect nothing less. With uh, Austin Powers dancing on top of uh, a dam Hmm. and bungeeing. (laughs) Yeah. Great, great. He is going... We are, by the way, in the past. Like, as the, that's how Goldeneye opens, too. Right. In the past. Exactly. Just before Timothy Dalton took over. So, <laughs> so Timothy Dalton effectively never happened. That's <laughs> actually true. Uh, what we're going to find is, of course, Austin Powers and Dr. Evil... Working together as international men of mystery. Nice. So continuity. I like it. Yes. It's unsurprising given what you said about continuity in Goldman. But here's the thing. So we're not we're not starting from the end of Goldmember. Oh, this is before Goldmember? Yes. This is before But they don't know their brothers. This is hang on. This is before everything. Whoa. Yes. Well, well, bef- so it's set in 1953? Well, what I mean Casino is Royale it's... Was written? It's, it's taking place... Yeah, I mean, essentially it would have to take place before they were even... Before, before the, what happens in International Man of Mystery. So, so we're prior past... to being nemeses, they were partners. Partners, got it. Right, that makes sense. All right. So they're working together, and it's it's just almost like I mean it's 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 golden eye to a T. Oh right, like Sean Bean, Sean 006, Bean, 006. 007. They're working together. You know, seem to have the same scar. Right, Austin Powers is like. For you know, for England, doctor, uh-huh. and he says, 
for evil, Austin. And he goes, you really have to stop saying that. (laughs) (laughs) So we have those kinds of jokes. It's good. It's good. And then, of course, Austin has to do what Austin has to do. He's got to lower the timer. And this puts his partner in jeopardy. And I was trying to decide, does the does the car explosion in Goldmember, does that give him his scar? Is that canon? <laughs> For lack of a better I'm, word? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say, I don't think you need to worry about what's canon and what's That's not. That's true. Because you're proposing that they were allies before they were adversaries, and no one has ever mentioned this before. Exactly. <laughs> you're good. You're good. At, you're good making that All star right. come from there. So it's fine. at any rate, he's going to be the cause of Doctor Evil's scar. Yeah. And everything that's happened since is because of what Austin did in this wow. moment. All right. Wow. Then you have everything that happens in our three movies, including Dr. Evil coming back to his side. So are you going to have Mini-Me Penis? In, instead of Little Boy Penis? <laughs> in the recap montage the recap of the three montage? movies? You just have Vern, Vern Troyer What a naked. bold maneuver that would be. Apparently, uh, as Goldmember told us, it's hitting the floor, right? Oh, I wish he hadn't. Tripod. Oh. Yeah. At any rate. R.I.P. R.I.P. Please but have some peace. What I do love is that at the end of Goldmember, we have him joining Austin Powers to defeat Goldmember, but we also have Scott becoming evil. Yeah. So now, after everything that's happened between them and they've come back together, now they're international men of mystery together trying to Mm. foil Scott, Mm -hmm. who has an evil plan. The MacGuffin is a diamond eye. Okay. And he is going to get a satellite, not unlike Die Another Day. (laughs) Or Diamonds Are Forever, take your pick. Right. Right. Or Goldeneye, for that matter. <laughs> well, it's not specifically a diamond, but it's Not a diamond, but the satellite part of it. It's a laser. Laser. They're all lasers. So Scott's plan is to laser and melt the ice caps even further. And, well, they already did that, though, right? Now that I think about it. Wasn't that his plan in one of these movies? He might be setting the bar too high. With, they already did that, didn't they? (laughs) I think Roger Moore had two skiing cold opens within the space of about five years. That's true. We're we're good. (laughs) Look, I mean, the laser... That's the great thing about pitching Bond-related stuff. Right. You can lower the storytelling (laughs) bar. (laughs) To literally (laughs) sub-zero. Oh, that's fucking great. Uh, let's get to the important they, part, I, I guess. think they mention... I'm going to say I think they mention it verbally, but they don't do it. Isn't it in the first movie yeah. where he, he sort of says, I'm going to melt the polar ice caps, and Scott says that that's already happened, ozone layer. Right. So I think... All right, so they mention fact, it, but doesn't happen. Right. All right. 
this is gonna this is gonna infuriate his father for having now I'll add to it. Now that I know that, I can add story. This is gonna infuriate <laughs> his father for him having poo-pooed his idea in the first place. Right. Finding out that his son is going to do this. Yes. So he and Austin are teaming together. They must meet uh their new partner, who I'm tempted to have be Halle Berry. She'd do it. Right? She did Catwoman, she'll do this. Yeah. She is gonna <laughs> She's not one of the best loved Bond girls either. This could be a source of redemption for her. Right. Uh they're gonna ask her, I'm sorry, how do you pronounce your first name? Is it Aieta? And she's gonna say no, it's Aida. <laughs> I what's her last name? Lotta Cock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I asked. <laughs> You fell right there's no into better, that There's trap. no better answer to that question. <laughs> so what's your last name? Lodacock. <laughs> I could Wow, that could have happened better if we planned it. I know. Wow. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> the, that's because these names are inherently funny. Yeah. So I eat a Lodacock is going to team up with the boys. <laughs> And they're gonna take on Scott, who's. You realize I'm gonna. You realize I'm gonna take that out of the recording and <laughs> put it on a loop. Hey, Mike, what's going on? I eat a lot of cock. Scott. I know, but I know, but what's happening on the podcast? I eat a lot of cock. <laughs> Scott is still working with number two. Mm-hmm. So we still have Robert Wagner, and he's of course still working uh, with Frau Farbisna. Mm-hmm. His mom. Yes. Yeah. Easy to forget. Now, what's going to happen is by the end of the movie, they're going to be able to foil Scotty, but Dr. Evil is going to be so proud of Scott that he's going to (laughs) come back to the evil side, setting Mm. us up for more adventure. And that's Austin Powers in Die in the Eye Some Other Day. Hmm. Because Austin Powers is going to have to let his brother go to his destiny. And he'll, they both are saying, you can die in the eye some other day. Not today. Great. There you have it. That's great. That's, that's really, I kind of wish GoldenEye was a more remembered movie. (laughs) It should be. I love that movie. It's in my top five Bond movies. Yeah, absolutely. Um, God, it's a good movie. And perfect, and as you have pointed out, perfect for, for that kind of, ripe for parody. Yeah. Especially now, like, you know, it's like an early internet movie. <laughs> well, and the... because we, you know, I, I, I don't know if there's a, like, part of, like die another day part of die another day is so patently absurd and offensive where uh an asian man turns into a white man (laughs) completely yes um i make reference to that in my show you know we're calling it we're calling it dna therapy but really we mean whitewashing right dna replacement therapy dna replacement therapy i gotta replace the asian in you you know, make you look more white. 
Um, I was gonna try yeah. to add a component of that. I don't. I didn't like. But I didn't know where to go without me kind of cringing, like trying to turn Scott into an Asian man. That kind of makes me cringe. But that's the better. <laughs> that's the better outcome, is it not? Right. That, um. You you, <laughs> whatever your bullshit sci-fi devices it ends up with giving an Asian actor a job mm-hmm. <laughs> than taking one away from him yeah. and I this is to- totally off topic but I I, I uh, what, re-watched Die Another Day recently of course you did and I will go out on a limb and say apropos of nothing first 20 minutes of that movie are as good as any bond we've had in the 21st century wow you just like only the first 20 minutes you just like him being captured it just it is like it is you you know how they say that like you know people's people just lose their faculties Mm -hmm. at a certain point in their life it's like this movie after 20 minutes lost its faculties yeah yeah absolutely uh, no, I, I, you know, I. Everything up to him stopping his own heart <laughs> is gold. <laughs> the rest of it is gold member. Yeah. Unintentionally. Unintentionally. You're right. That's a great pitch, Mike. Thank you. I'm a little intimidated. <laughs> um, I think I have the edge on the title. All right. Title of my pitch is Austin Powers in. Oh, we both go Austin Powers in. I think we. I don't know if we said actually on the podcast that that was our preferred um, organization of the title. Yeah, Austin Powers in. Yeah, comma uh, as opposed to Austin Powers comma <laughs> right or colon colon. Sorry, not comma. Yes, <laughs> what's wrong with me? Um. I think your Britishness but, like rubbed off on me there. I said colon. <laughs> but I um but I also speculated that perhaps you needed one more movie to earn the in. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's possibly why. Anyway, certainly by this point, Austin Powers in Hymans are forever. <laughs> Yes, I agree. <laughs> I think you have me on the title. And but I also I also spent a lot of time thinking about the the, the details of the fine details of the cold open. <laughs> so I think very important for these movies as you demonstrated. Yes. It begins we see uh we're in the Mediterranean. We're on um a winding mountain road. We see the uh, the Austin <laughs> Austin Martin the Aston Martin. <laughs> Actually, let's call it an Austin yeah, Martin. Austin Martin. Why the That's fuck perfect. not? <laughs> what are you talking about? Don't don't get rid of that. Let's, this is what I mean. It's just in this movie is in my consciousness. I am just pulling it out of my mouth. <laughs> the the Austin Martin, um, going is is driving around. We get the the text on screen that says London. And then that text is redacted. Southern California. Then that text is redacted. Italy. 
we zoom in. There's a um, a flower arrangement on the back of the Austin Martin that says "Just Married." Hey oh. We go in. We go inside the. We zoom inside the car. In the passenger seat, Austin's wife, Lady Dame Diana Rigg. Okay. I I don't know from what era. Presume hope you know when she was alive, but I whenever we. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> Dame Diana Rigg, who <laughs> is talking to Austin, who we've yet to see. About how they just got married, and she says, "Just to think, you're the last. I'm the last woman that you'll ever have sex with." And then we finally reveal Austin Powers, but it's not Mike Myers' Austin Powers. No, it's George Lazenby as Austin Powers <laughs> turns to camera and says, "This never happened to the other fella." Oh boy. Then. You know, we we have this. We're basically we're reenacting the final scene from On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Clearly, uh, teenagers in a car come by. They're tra- they they're in um, charades. They're trying to tell him that Doctor Evil <laughs> do- will have a nice mime sequence where they're trying to figure out what the kids are saying. They're trying to tell him that Doctor Evil is behind them, and uh, Doctor Evil and Frau Farbissina, you know, as. Blofeld and Irma Bunt did in the original movie, mm-hmm. assassinate Austin Powers' wife, still played by Dame Diana Rigg. All right. George Lazenby reenacts this final scene where you know he says we had all the time in the world, kisses the hand, and then he throws down the glasses, says, "No, I'm done. That's it. I'm out of the franchise. Um, I'm going off to do counterculture movies." <laughs> And then an Easy Rider-style um, motorcycle pulls up in the background. He gets on and goes. Mike Myers comes along, puts on the glasses, shakes Dame Diana Rig awake. She's not dead. She was just sleeping. <laughs> and she said, what's, all this, what's this red mark on my head? It's like, oh, it's just a pigeon with anal cancer that shat on you. <laughs> Fuck. And, she, and he said, he, he, she says, oh, I'm so thirsty. And he gives her a... Um, he says, let, let me give you a drink of this not-quite-root beer. And it's, uh, it's Dr. Evil's uh, soda. And on the front, it says, we zoom in and it says, um, new, special, special ingredient, poison for Austin Powers' new wife. She drinks it, she dies after all. <laughs> and then Austin gets to say, oh well, I'm single again. He presses the ejector button, shoots himself into space. The opening dance, the opening um, title dance sequence is all in space. Oh, I forgot to tell you about my dance number. It's oh, go, go ahead. I was just gonna say my dance number. My dance. I love the fact that we both have to have a dance number. <laughs> my dance number is for Doctor Evil. Oh, great! Because he's you know marching forth on a, on a new uh, you know evil destiny. So it was going to be a, a dance number, but for Dr. Evil and all of his little henchmen. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, that's a that's really, yeah, important to the pitch. Oh, yeah. Um, so Austin, dance number in space. He, you know, his rocket comes back to, you know, runs out of fuel, goes back down to Earth. He lands on his wife's coffin <laughs> during the funeral. Um... And uh, 
where um you know before he's about to drop uh we see his father Nigel Powers tearing up at the grave um <laughs> Allah the Dark Knight Rises there you go and he's like I, I can't do it I won't bu- I won't bury another Powers <laughs> And then one of the mourners said, you know, she never signed the marriage certificate. She's not actually got his name. He's like, oh, all right then. <laughs> and leaves. Austin arrives. They're like, it's like, this. you missed your wife's funeral. Um, he says, but doctor, you've, you've, you've got a, and Basil Exposition is there, tells him he has to go. Um, he has to go and get Dr. Evil before it's too late. And we also have a reenactment of the beginning of Diamonds Are Forever, where Austin Powers, uh, well, sorry, James Bond goes around attacking people and asking them where Blofeld is. Austin Powers will do the same. We'll have a montage of him going up to, like, air hostesses and punching them in the face and saying, where's Dr. Evil? (laughs) And eventually he finds Dr. Evil in his evil laboratory. Um, And Dr. Evil says, you know, I've been waiting for you since the end of the cold open. (laughs) <laughs> and um and he says i'm i'm going to i'm going to kill you and he says but you wouldn't kill your own brother and um there's a there's a emergency sprinkler system that says in case <laughs> in case of retcon <laughs> pull this and he pulls it and it covers austin with every time anyone mentions anything that that refers to continuity from the previous movie. All right. And gets covered in mud, a la the beginning of Diamonds Are Forever. All right. And so we lose Austin. Austin is, like, in the ground, covered in mud for for a period of time while we focus on Dr. Evil's, Dr. Evil's new plan. Mm-hmm. We find out that Mini-Me is not going to be in the movie because he says, Here, Mini-Me, number two leans in, whispers something into his ear. And says, a doctor who says, that's fine. I'm woke. You know, I'm a member of the Wide Awake Club. I don't, I don't need that kind of humor. <laughs> I was just doing the little guy a favor. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so we deal with it that way. But he has his new, two new henchmen, Mr. Closet and Mr. Gay. <laughs> and he calls out across the laboratory, Closet, Gay! And everyone, every man in the, <laughs> in the room turns around. <laughs> And he said, no, just those two. The rest of you will talk later. There's a therapist on staff. Um, and the his evil plan is to smuggle, is to get the world's collection of diamonds, um, smuggling them in the lady parts of, course. of specially selected women. And Basil sends Austin out there under the auspices of being a rogue agent or a rouge agent, <laughs> as as Austin erroneously refers to it, mm. um, to infiltrate the organization, thinking that he's that he's so disillusioned with the British government letting his wife die that he's turned to the other side. Does he also so think infil- that putting on rouge will make Dr. Evil believe him? Yes. Nice. <laughs> So he goes to infiltrate the organization, um, and his first contact there is um, uh, Fanny Pack, played by Margot Robbie. Nice. 
and the 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 shtick it's she's a version of Tiffany Case from Diamonds Are Forever and the the kind of the accelerated gag that we have is that um instead of changing wigs every other scene every time we cut back to Margot Robbie she has a different haircut okay haircut hairstyle so that's the the stick with her and Austin is there under under the auspices of being a world renowned hymen hunter that he's he's the only person who can retrieve the diamonds from the lady parts. Like he's got hymens on his walls, on his like mounted. <laughs> yeah, mounted on his walls. Right. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, that's so. And and uh, Doctor Evil's plan is to, um, is to collect all the world's diamonds and send them off into space. Uh, but <laughs> what what he wants? So he wants to send them off into space, make them nuclear. And reset the British economy, a la Golden nice. Eyes. <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> to a pre-diamond phase. <laughs> and uh, Austin has to infiltrate the organization and um, and beat him. And that's 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 Hymans are forever. Hymans are forever. Fucking t- what a title! <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, you tell us which ones you like. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Send us an email to everythingsequel at gmail.com. You let us know. Do you like Tom's Hymens Are Forever? Or Austin Powers sorry, In. Austin Powers In. Hymens Are <laughs> Forever. Or Austin Powers In. Die in the Eye Some Other Day. For Tom Stewart of Lonesome Whistle Productions, I am Michael Schantz. I'm from the How Dare You Awards. We'll be coming at you next week with an all-new series. Oh, well. Will we, Tom? Will we or won't we? <laughs> stay tuned. Actually, don't stay tuned. Like, turn off Go do something your else. equipment. <laughs> turn off your equipment. Wait for the wait for the episode to drop. Turn and back on your equipment. find what we have And tune you. in. <laughs> <laughs> We're not on the radio. I keep forgetting. Well-oiled machine. <laughs> All right, say goodbye, Tom. That'd be a good idea, wouldn't it? Then I wouldn't misread subtitles thinking what you're saying is dirty. <laughs> nice. All right, take care, everyone. We'll be back soon.